You're listening to the 10-Minute Think-Through, to the point conversation about the Bible, theology, and current events. So I think that we live in a very uh, spirituality-saturated culture. Uh, There's lots and lots of churches. There's lots and lots of discussion and lots and lots of acceptance with even conversational topics that include things like Jesus and Sunday school and and where you spend your time on a Sunday morning. One of my fears uh, associated with this saturation is that sometimes you can lose uh, necessary and needed definitions. Two of the words that I think have become really over uh, oversaturated, especially in this time and in our culture, are the words gospel and grace. And so today I want us to just take a moment to say, what do we mean when we say gospel and what do we mean when we say grace and how does that change and affect how we live every day of the week? I think when we say gospel, what we often mean uh, in church leadership circles, so when the three of us say the word gospel or when, when the word gospel gets said from a stage either here or in a lot of churches in our uh, in our sort of tribe, uh, it's really kind of become a junk drawer sort of term, and, and I think that's what you're driving at, Brett. I mean, we uh, we tend to, when we don't know what else to say, it's kind of our um, you know, it's our, it's our you know, you know, and um, it's, the, it's the thing that we feel like identifies us in some ways. It's the thing that uh, we're, we're happy to kind of wear the label of. When it comes right down to it, I mean, the word gospel carries with it the, all the implications of the atonement and of the kingdom. So when we think gospel, we're thinking atonement. We're, te- we're thinking uh, sin forgiven by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We're talking about full acceptance. We're talking about enemies, slaves becoming sons of God, children of God, the implications of full acceptance, and uh, nothing to prove when we approach the Lord that He sees us as he sees Jesus, that the righteousness of Christ is applied to our account and uh, that we're made new. And oftentimes, uh, that's really easy to, to go unsaid, right? And to think that what, ha- what happens when we say the word gospel is that uh, we all kind of hear that and then that we would go live that. And, uh, and that's not always the case. Yeah, I think it's this word that has so much meaning attached to it. Like there's so much weight built into the word that it's easy to to use it sort of in the hopes that that weight can be felt by, say, like as a pastor speaking um, from a stage, you can hope that the word gospel lands really heavy on the audience because it does, like you're saying, it carries so many implications with it. Um, and But it's used so often, I think, in, in outside of proper context that it, it definitely has become like, it's, a, it's just a word that we use um, a lot in the Christian circles, I think. And so, like you're saying, there's just a lot of weight there, and it's easy for us not to feel that way and just not think about what we're actually saying. So, yeah. Yeah, I have a friend named Marty Duran who's a pastor in the Nashville area, and he, uh, he mentions a lot that uh, the, the gospel is not some kind of spiritual abracadabra that you can sprinkle at the end of a church service in order to make everything okay but that it is a pronouncement and an announcement. It means good news. And so uh, so when we say gospel, we're talking about an actual thing. This is not just a descriptor, you know, but the, the gospel is an actual something. Like there's, there's real like tangibility, there's meat to that word. 
Mark Driscoll said years ago that I remember hearing him say the uh, the the gospel is not something you roll around in; it's something you proclaim. It's a message. Yeah. Uh, it's not just uh, it's not just a descriptor like you uh, like you say. It's there's uh, there are implications for what that means for eternity and implications for what that means about how we relate to the Lord on earth. Uh, Daniel Montgomery defined in a, a book a few years ago something we've used really in our. Uh, partnership curriculum, our our membership stuff here at the church, uh, that the gospel has a grace component, a cross component, and a kingdom component. And we have to keep all three of those things in mind. That grace is that we're welcomed. Cross is that sin is punished. And kingdom is, so you can go live in the freedom of that. And uh, that's real easy to say. I know Jared Wilson has written that uh, it's easy for us to plaster that all over things. And yet for, uh, as uh, Ray Ortland, we're kind of quoting all our favorites here today, but as Ray Ortland has said, that there, there can't just be gospel language, gospel doctrine. There also has to be gospel culture really, where we have to relate to one another uh, from that acceptance kind of mindset. Yeah, and I think it really is an either or. I don't think that there's, there's many degrees there. I think that I either treat you, Jared, as someone who I believe is uh, regenerate and restored um, based on the, the based on the truth of the gospel, or I don't, you know, and so the the degree to which I do uh, is directly connected to how much I believe the gospel to be true, right? So this is really not just this is not this is I want this to become as unabstract as possible, you know, to be very very practical. Yeah. So what? Let's take it out of the abstract then. Um, if we're going to like I think we've kind of like circled it, but if we're going to define this word, like what would we say that is? What is that definition? Brett's Twitter bio is I think it's still lots to do, nothing to prove, right? Yeah. It's no longer starting point guard for the Westview Indians in sixth grade. <laughs> uh, lots to do, nothing to prove. So there's uh, there there's I mean I think that's not to like reduce it all to six words or however many that is. Um, that's six. That is what we mean, right? That there's there is a message to proclaim, something to say about eternity and life with God, and also that uh, even our acceptance before the Lord is not based on how good a job we do, how much we do that effectively, or um, or you know whether we kind of stack up enough points to uh, accumulate His approval. Yeah. So what I think what, what I'm hearing you say is it's both the like the story of Jesus is well really God's like eternal redemptive work but it's also like the impact that it has and the implications in our lives it's a weighty word it is a weighty <laughs> word I mean the word grace there as well so you said gospel and the word and and grace um, grace has foundation right grace is not just hey you're welcome it is you're welcome because you can be completely forgiven like it, it, forgiveness is not up in the air grace is not up in the air it's not just uh, you know, it's not just a word to be tossed out or stuck at the end of a sermon. It's it's everything. It has a solid foundation in Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection. Yeah, I I am uh, in full agreement. And 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 when we say things like that too, we're not also we're not implying that there's uh, some sort of blindness associated with with this term, and that it's only about acceptance and it's, and it's only about welcome but it's uh it's it's very much hand in hand you know uh really kind of woven together with 
this idea of total honesty, you know, like if I were to move it out of the abstract into the practical, it does mean that now uh, confession is a real regular part of not only my prayer, but my like conversation. And, And then other parts of my life that used to be regular, whether that's wanting to brag about myself or wanting to build myself up or try to come across in the in the most impressive way that now I am I am totally freed up to just boast in the cross I think is is how Paul would say it like boast in the cross of Christ no longer in ourselves and so yeah there's there's a real powerful practical element to to the word grace as well yeah and so I think the reason that we're talking about this today is because it has become, I mean, just a part of our culture is this idea of personal brand, where every person is sort of creating their own image and carefully regulating that image. And that happens in Christian circles as well. And so um, the reason we're talking about this is because it kind of seems like it's become commonplace to exchange the actions of the gospel and the actions of grace in someone's life with the words. So um, like, you, this is just, you might talk about the gospel a lot. You might talk about grace a lot. Um, and there may not be much evidence in your life that you even understand what those things are. And so that becomes problematic when other people are looking at your life and they're hearing what you're saying. It really weakens those things that you're talking about, which are actually like really important things. And so if you're talking about the gospel a lot and you're living in a very clear like violation of it, that's not going to line up for people. And they're either going to think that you don't actually believe what you say you believe or um, that it's not real in the first place. You know what I mean? Do you guys think it's possible to know exactly the truth of both of these things and to be able to verbalize them in very accurate ways and yet not live that out? Can you know the gospel and not live out the gospel? Yeah, you can. I think you can know it if I am interpreting your question correctly. I think you can know it mentally, uh, kind of the facts. I mean, the old illustration of uh you know i can know all the stats about michael jordan but i've never met michael jordan that was kind of our youth ministry analogy back in the day and um the that's possible and it's also possible i do think to have a real genuine faith to know that it know it in your mind know it in your heart and until complete transformation in heaven we're never going to fully believe all the implications of the gospel for us. There is still yeah. something to prove. The effects of the fall are that we're still hiding from one another and hiding from sin, hiding from God because of our sin. And uh, so it is possible, I think, to have a, a deep root of real gospel transformation taking place and yet really struggling deeply to uh, walk in the freedom of that. The marks of someone who believes this in their uh i'm I'm almost going to go 4-h here but i'm <laughs> going to miss it by a letter so but head and heart and then hands but a mark of someone who who knows the both of these and in all three areas i think some marks are repentance and uh not so much posturing i think like less and less about me more and more about you and um and probably less fear, I think. I think a, a real sense of peace is a real marker that at least these, these things are not perfected in you, but they're certainly in process. 
Yeah, we don't want to use these words any less. We love these words. I find myself a lot of times these days just thinking, what would change in the sentence I'm currently speaking if I said Jesus instead of gospel or Jesus instead of grace? Uh, in large part, I think, because often um, what it really means to be a Christian is to have your eyes on Jesus, right? That Jesus is, if we're proclaiming, we're proclaiming Jesus, it's good news we're proclaiming, good news gospel about Jesus. And so we want to, you know, Hebrews 12 kind of way, fix our eyes on Jesus. If I'm thinking about me or I'm thinking about you, I'm still not thinking about Jesus. I can think of you as Jesus would have thought and instructed me to do so. And that's a great thing. That's gospel. That's grace. But first and foremost, to follow Christ means he's in my mind. He's focused. He's the, the focus of my attention and my affection. And, uh, and oftentimes I think we can use those words really as junk drawer. And sometimes even because we don't, we don't, we don't want to use the word Jesus. We, yeah. we, we don't want to. It almost sounds vague to even kind of throw out, throw out the name of can't Christ. can't disconnect them, though. No, so you can't. Yeah. The gospel is not good news without Jesus, and, and it is through Jesus that we know the grace of God. So this, I, those, are, those have to be implicated, tied directly to one another. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 10-Minute Think-Through. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to rate us on the iTunes or Android podcast store. You can find all of our episodes and submit a topic request on our website, 10minutethinkthrough.com. Thank you.